Today, I'm chatting with Lally Newman, wife of BMX rider Zach Newman. Zach's been riding BMX for nearly three decades and earned a bronze medal at the 2018 X Games in the BMX Vert competition. Shortly after that, X Games removed BMX Vert as an event from the Games, and Zach's passion for riding needed to find a new outlet. Lally and I discussed the profession of BMX riding outside of competitions and how inspiring it is to watch your partner continue to pursue their passion despite forces outside their control. Join me in going behind the scenes with Lally Newman. Hey everyone, this is Emily Haran, and today we are going behind the scenes with Lally Newman. Welcome, Lally. Thank you so much. It's so weird to hear Lally Newman. <laughs> New last name? We're newly-ish married, yeah, and I, I changed my name like as soon as it was official, so it's always so weird referring to Zach as my husband or like yep. him referring to me as his wife and just hearing the, the last name, but it's a good a good thing. Oh, totally. I changed my name. I guess it's been a little over a year ago because I got married Labor Day, uh, Labor Day 2022. Whew. And <laughs> the whole name change process, first of all, what a pain. And like, I still Ridiculous. haven't finished. Worse than going to the DMV. <laughs> We're way worse. You like might end up going multiple times if you're not lucky. And like the new name, I don't remember sometimes. Like you've just been so ingrained. As, like I've, I've spent 30 years with one name and now I have another one. And it's, it's almost like an alter ego <laughs> <Yeah>. a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I have to like double take sometimes. I'm like, did you say Newman? Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, right. That is me. That is yeah. me. <laughs> well, Lally, why don't you tell, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you and Zach live, yeah. all of that good stuff. So I, we live in Louisville, Kentucky now, um, but I'm one of six. I was born in Washington, DC. My dad was in the military. So we all grew yeah. up in Louisville. Um, I'm a nurse. I worked in the emergency department for eight years down in Birmingham, Alabama. And now I have a little bit of a easier job, I guess. I still <laughs> am in the healthcare field, but I work a Monday through Friday. I have a little bit more of a normal person schedule. I yep. worked nights before and I did the three twelves and then I'm a zombie for like the two days. Yeah. Um, and yeah. That's that's me in a nutshell, essentially. So I, I love it. Louisville's great. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, okay. So tell me, why don't you tell me how you and Zach first met? We met, um, he was on the road doing shows with the company that he still works for. It's called ASA. So it's Action Sports Association. Okay. And they do um, high school shows all across the U.S. They're partnered with the Marines. So the Marines kind of do their little spiel they have a message of like positivity, anti-bullying, pursuing your dreams, that sort of thing. And they were in Birmingham at the time. And I was in Birmingham. We both happened to be on Bumble and both swiped right. Love <laughs> met a Bumble up. story. Yes. Shout out to Bumble. I was like, we should <laughs> call them and, you know, do a little, hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But we met up, got a few dates. And then it's funny the following weekend, they were doing shows in Nashville that week. Oh, okay. And then I used to teach yoga and I was doing a workshop up in Nashville. And I was like, hey, we should coordinate, you know, can hang out a little bit longer. And so we did and um, never stopped talking after that. And here we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Engaged, married. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. What a wild wow. ride. Wow. Okay. So you guys met on Bumble. Where was Zach living when, when you were in Birmingham? <laughs> he had a house up in Bellevue, Kentucky, which is okay. just across the river from Cincinnati. So we did long distance for a while mm -hmm. when we first started dating. I would drive up there to meet, meet him and hang out with him for a few days. And then he took a motorcycle trip down there, like seven hours on the moto to come oh, visit wow. for a weekend. Um, but we just did that for a while. And then he started slowly like leaving a toothbrush and leaving <laughs> a pile of clothes. And I was like, you want to just like come down here? And <laughs> so he ended up selling his house. We put a lot of work in and he moved down here full time. And then when we finally bought our house, this is like where we've made our home. So we're in Louisville. <laughs> wow. That's lovely. And so 
obviously when you guys first kind of connected on Bumble, you knew he was in town for a show. Can right. you, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you discovered what it was that he was doing for work? Yeah. He, so our, both of our profiles had that we were from Kentucky and I was like, okay. what are you doing down here? He was like, what are you doing down here? Um, but he said that they were on the road doing shows. They did BMX shows and I didn't really know much about it. But once we hung out the first time, he kind of went into more depth about what it was, his history and things like that. So I found out pretty quickly uh, what it was about, but I knew, you know, what I was getting myself into. He was like, I, I'm on the road, you know, six months out of the year, eight months out of wow. the year. So I knew that it was going to be a little bit of a distance yeah. thing. That's interesting. Okay. So he's, he works for the ASA. He's doing mm -hmm. shows. Does he also do competitions? Cause I know he's been to X games. Right. How, so like, yeah. Like what is that profession comprised of? First do tour was in 2010. Oh um, wow. But he's been riding like his whole life, probably 26, 27 years. Um, but he competed in um, X games, BMX vert, which is no okay. longer a thing. They took mm. Vert out of the uh, X Games, but that was his bread and butter. That's what okay. he grew up like training and competing, working for was um, was Vert. Yeah. And so he won his bronze medal at the 2018 yeah. X Games. And then after they kind of took that out, things kind of shifted. And so it was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to be full-time show rider now. So it's kind of, you know, molded and changed as the society and all the other aspects Industry. of BMX have yeah has yeah. changed. So he's just flexible and going with it. <laughs> yeah. So he's I mean he's basically doing what he can to stay on a bike as often. Exactly. As yes. <laughs> Whatever he can, you know, like when you do it for the love and you aren't doing it for the money, you kinda have to be craftier. Yeah. So he doesn't have like the sponsorships and things like that. So he's like, oh, you know, four weeks on the road here six months on the road here, let me take what I can get, you know? Yeah. So. Kind of piecing it together a little right. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on the, like on the reverse or on the flip side, you have a relatively, I mean, your day to day is not very predictable as a yeah. nurse, but <laughs> your kind of your job is a lot more predictable of like, I know how many days I'll be working. Sure. I know if I will need to go somewhere else or not. So that's, that must have been an interesting, either like an interesting clash of lifestyles or integration of lifestyles. It, yeah, the, so this, the latter, I think, because um, we always talk about like that was one of the things that worked so well for us was that our lives just meshed so fluidly and easily oh, wow. and there wasn't really any struggle as far as um, mixing up our lifestyles and how that would work. It was more just coordinating how we were going to see each other, you know, yeah. but we're both like very strong individuals and have our own like passions and careers and things like that. So it's easy. I don't want to say easy, but um, not as difficult of an adjustment when he's gone for such long periods of yeah. time. Cause I'm yeah. just, you know, <laughs> doing my thing. <laughs> you still got your routine going. Right. And so Zach can be gone for like weeks at a time. He's off doing shows. What is like the average length of time he's gone and how many shows are within that period? Yeah. So with ASA, um, I usually will like drop him off at the airport at the end of August. Okay. And then I'm like, see you at the end of November. So oh, it's, you know, yep. once he's gone, he's gone until he comes back. Yep. We try to coordinate some time at like the six week mark, but it's generally solid 12 weeks that he's on the road. Oh, wow. Now that's not to say like during the summertime, I guess, is his off season, mm. but he still works a full-time job when he's home. You know, he yeah. just never stops going. And so, never stops moving. <laughs> right. <laughs> Discipline is not his strong suit, but he makes up for it in a plethora of other ways. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, that's okay. So that's funny saying discipline is not his strong suit because yeah. on the one hand, like that lifestyle of kind of being on the road and having, it's not pulling gigs together per se, but like building the pieces of how you're going to make something work mm -hmm. does require a lot of focus in terms of like forcing that thing to happen. But on the other hand, like that is a lifestyle that lends itself really well to being able to jump from project to project. Right. 
So it's almost like a different type of discipline or like a different discipline in resting his body. He's not very good at (laughs) (laughs) now doing a million things at once. Yes. He excels. (laughs) Well, so when he's on the road, he's doing these shows. Is there, is there like a risk of injury that you worry about that he worries about? The sport itself, any type of extreme sport, there's always a level of, oh, shit, this could go wrong. You know, even doing the simplest thing that you've done a million times, you know, you can still eat it one day and hurt yourself. So I I do worry. um, He has a terrible back and he throws Mm. it out frequently. So that's Mm. his like recurring thing. Um, I really worry when like today he's riding this. spot in Nashville with mm-hmm. a couple of guys that are on the, on the tour with him. Yeah. And when they're doing that, you know, riding to get clips and to get the footy and all that, yeah. that's when they really like push themselves and everybody's, you know, hyping him up and pushing and trying to do bigger and bigger things. That's when I start to worry. I'm like, have fun, but be careful. <laughs> well, and I, and I think, uh, doing it, I don't want to say doing it for the gram, but now there's yeah. so much more pressure in terms right. of like getting those clips more often so that you can put them out there, right. which I have to imagine. I think that's really interesting because you have people like when he was competing in X games, you have all the people who, you know, their events are still in X games. So that's great for them. Or you have all the people like Zach who have kind of found this alternate path who are still under the same kind of pressure of like, are you putting out interesting clips of cool new tricks you're doing? How are you still progressing? Like, how are you still being relevant? You know? And that is like a conundrum, I think, but he just loves the sport and BMX and the history of BMX and everything so much that it's just in his blood, you know, like in all facets of his life is BMX. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so I was going to ask as like a healthcare professional, (laughs) like when you do worry about him getting amped up and trying and throwing out new tricks, like does your kind of encyclopedia of knowledge of like, here's how everything could go wrong kind of kick in and make you more nervous? Or do you feel arguably better equipped to handle whatever state he comes home in? (laughs) So we, we uh, have this discussion a lot because he'll injure himself. And I'm like, you really need to go get that looked at as his bone is like sticking out of place. And he's like, no, Mm -hmm. it's fine. I'm just going to set it myself. And then like proceeds to pop it back in. And I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) But his, his thinking is that I've been doing this for so long. I know my body. I know when it comes to a point that like I need to seek emergency care. So I kind of put my two cents in, but I'm like, hey, do what you want. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there was one time he did this show. It was I had a day off. He was doing a show um, a couple hours north of Louisville. And um, I just went to watch. And we have a big Ford like F-150 diesel power stroke van never driven it before i hadn't and so we get up to this little show he was doing a um a decade okay. a trick and then was like the bike just came out underneath of him and he slammed his head so hard Oof. definitely saw stars um did something to like his shoulder and got up and was like oh i'm good i'm good as he's like staggering around and, and that's one of those times where i was like i'm going to intervene so i had to drive yep this big van that I had never driven before while he's on the mattress in the back. So like I'm looking through the rear view, like checking to make sure he's not (laughs) passed out, vomiting. Are you okay? Stay with me. Oh my God. All while like navigating the traffic and the road construction and this big van. So (laughs) there are times where I'll be like, Hey, I know, I think I know a little bit better, but you know, for the most part, he's pretty self-sufficient and I will say he does manage his injuries fairly well. <laughs> that's that's good. You know, that you got to rehab him to be able to keep doing it. Right. <laughs> do you do you feel like there is like a community within within BMX overall? I think there's like a huge community. What I'm curious about is like is there a community for people who are doing more shows? Cuz it, it sounds like Zach does more shows than competitions these days. Yeah. So he okay. 
Um, that's his like main gig. So he'll do yeah. three months in the fall, three months in the spring, and then okay. pick up stuff kind of in the summertime and his off time when he's not working at yep. uh, the bike shop or wherever. Um, but yeah, there's a, a group of guys that are still, you know, actively pushing, loving the sport mm-hmm. that just do shows, you know, um, yeah. some of those guys still compete, but, um, not at like the super elite level, you know, yeah. but there's a lot of like fun little local amateur things that they'll do. But yeah, predominantly like the show writing, I think <clears throat> is its own little group niche. People, yeah. You know, like its own subset of the right. Community. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like there are significant others within that subset who, you know, are partnered up with or married to Zach's peers where you can be like, all right, they're gone for another 12 weeks. Like, are you worried about this? Like, do you feel like you have people who understand the kind of chaotic life? (laughs) I think so. Um, And it's, it's interesting, like when we meet and talk and stuff. Yeah. Um, But my main, like the closest person that understands, I think is my mom. My dad Mm. was, like I said, he was in the air force. So he was gone and doing these long trips and she was raising everybody and everything. So back then they didn't have the technology that like we have today with FaceTime yeah. and all these things. So like she would have to call and page his beeper, you know, and then yep. you have to pick up the beeper and go <laughs> call her. And, you know, sometimes they wouldn't talk for days. So if anybody knows, I think it's my mom and I call her and I <laughs> just talk about what's going on. She's like, yep, been there. <laughs> That's really nice. I did an episode with Allie Nyquist and yeah. she talked a lot about how, a lot of the people in her community are military wives Mm -hmm. because they understand kind of the similar travel schedule. Obviously it's very in different environments, but that is just a connection that I had never really drawn of like, yeah. Yeah. Of like, we might be living such drastically different lives, but we have so much in common in terms of how we're experiencing our relationship or the life that we're trying to build, which is a very, cool thing to realize about people is like we're not all that different this common thread yeah yes (laughs) we have more alike than what's different (laughs) yeah well okay so tell me tell me about like introducing zach to your family you are one of six i'm one of four and like okay so you get it it's a busy time in my household if you added two more of us someone wouldn't have made it is what i think (laughs) Zach is an only child, so it was oh my. Quite a different. <laughs> it's like, hey, welcome to controlled chaos. Yep. <laughs> um, but he fit in with open arm, like it was, you know, like our lives just meshed completely yeah. easily. It was the same with Zach. Like he didn't skip a beat. Everyone loves him. He's such a wonderful human being, like outside yeah. of BMX, that it's easy to fall in love with his personality and everything. My dad loves him because he's such a hard worker and like will paint around the house and help, you know, build the deck. My brothers love him because they skateboard. And so they're like going out and doing, you know, shooting clips together and stuff like that. And he's just funny, you know, he just, he fits in. He's good people. And it was easy, you know, meshing that part of our life. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. I think, I mean, (laughs) I, I have fabulous in-laws, but I will, like, I stand by it. It's really hard to integrate into a new family. It's different. It definitely, yeah, there's always an adjustment period. And I think that um, you just try to handle it with as much, like, grace as possible. (laughs) (laughs) It's a delicate uh, balancing act of, like, how real can I be in front of you? Like, I don't want to come off as, um, you know, not genuine. Totally. Totally. I think it, I have to imagine it helps like saying your brother's skateboard and whatnot. There's like a common hobby there. My husband is like an extreme hobbyist, super passionate skateboarder. And like he, it's very possible. He was the first skateboarder I met. It's very possible. He's the first skateboarder everyone in my family met. (laughs) And I think like what's been really funny is um, we went on a family vacation and now that we were married, Ryan was, my husband was invited and he like got onto the airplane holding his skateboard because he brings it everywhere. Right, like right. we're going on a trip for two weeks. That's there. his carry on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom was like, 
we passed my mom like going on the airplane and she was like, oh, Ryan, you brought your skateboard. And she just like kind of had that like cocked her head kind of like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. And it's just like, it just cracks me up that part of meeting each other's families, getting to know each other and then being like, my family of six has never been exposed to someone (laughs) who loves skateboarding which is fine. It just means there's constant surprise that like he's out skateboarding or whatever. Whereas with your family, yeah. yeah, Whereas your family is probably hyped. They have someone else added to the crew. (laughs) They had a little like mini quarter in the back of their yard. So like when we went to visit the first time, Zach was actually injured, but he still like got on the skateboard and was like, always. (laughs) Yeah. Still like participating and stuff. And it's funny the the day before we got married, he and my two brothers went out clipping up. And so they were like going to different spots in Daytona that my brother skates and was like, you might want to try this. And um, they had like a cop stop them. And he was like, what are you guys doing? And he showed them like the videos and he was like, all right, carry on. <laughs> you know? I was getting my nails done and they're out like yep. clipping up, you know? <laughs> it's, it's very different how men and women prepare for a wedding. Completely. Completely. But it worked out. And when I bought my wedding dress, we, so we got married in Florida. So I was down there with my sisters and my mom and Zach found this like old Laguna beach cruiser on Facebook mm-hmm. marketplace yep. up in Jacksonville and was like, would it be okay if I went and like <laughs> bought this? So he went up to Jacksonville when I bought my wedding dress and then that bike <laughs> stayed in their garage for several months until like we came back down to take it back up. <laughs> It's just, it's funny. Priorities, you know? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Wedding dress, new, new cruiser. New bike. (laughs) Added to the collection. Yeah. Okay. So, so with, with kind of, I'm going to touch on the injury side, like at some point your body, most people's bodies are like, we've had enough of this. And do you like, have you and Zach had to kind of have that conversation of like, Hey, there may be an expiration date to the more intense show riding, whatever you want to call it. Like, obviously not bikes are dead, but like, we are going to have to change our approach here. Have you had, had those conversations? We have. Um, I think that that's just natural with anybody that's in this sport or does it for, you know, a career, the love of it. It's like, at what point do I just say my body doesn't bounce back the way that it used to? Yeah. Um, Zach, And I have kind of talked it over and we're like, as long as you are okay and healthy, like push it as far as you can, you know? Yeah. If you're not hurting yourself and you can make it through your shows and the day to day, why not? You know, keep going. One of the guys that is on the tour with them rides Flatland and he's, you know, been in the X games and all that. He's had like two hip replacements, but like still going (laughs) strong. And I'm like, man, if you can, like, why not? You know, It's, it's so amazing that, he's living his dream and gets to do what he loves every day. I'm like, why would you stop? You know, if you're not hurting yeah. yourself, <laughs> I feel like not enough people take that approach of like, you're living your dream. Like yeah. you can make the rest of it fall into place. Just we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you guys think about Louisville is your home. You have your nice house. Yeah. How do you think about what you like, how you're going to plan for the future? Like Zach is gone six months out of the year mm-hmm. traveling, but mm-hmm. not six months straight kind of intermittently. Right. And then you've got a Monday to Friday job. How do you guys plan like big trips you want to take or, you know, family milestones you want to like make make I don't know if that's the right <laughs> phrase but you know like you want to hit yeah, like right. how, how have you guys thought about integrating longer term plans into the chaotic nature of his life <laughs> yes so while it is chaotic there yeah. is some structure so like we can know in the fall he's gone for three months and the yeah. winter spring he's gone for three months so like that's how we planned our wedding we mm-hmm. picked it in the summer because it's like you don't have to do anything Um, we just, my birthday's in the fall and our anniversary is like this month. So it's like, we don't, we know that we won't get to celebrate those things, but we make the most out of the moments we have instead of the time that we don't. Um, but as far as like trips and stuff, it, we're able to coordinate, um, kind of like a year looking out. So like we can say, okay, you've got this, you're done at this date you know, the family wants to go on a trip at this time, like, will that work for you with your full-time job here in Louisville? So like, 
coordinating with that guy and everything, yeah. but it's, it takes a little bit of finagling and finesse, yeah. but um, we, yeah, we, I think we make do we're, we make, we're able to, um, you know, go to all the holidays with families yeah. and stuff and kind of alternate. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's just a little bit different, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a little more overhead, I guess. A delicate dance. Yeah. Yes, just, exactly. <laughs> but we do have a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's, that's really nice. I thrive on routine and it can be very hard to internalize like how someone else's routine works because you guys have like, you, you probably have it down really, really smoothly. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, every like three months, basically you're getting the rug pulled out of under you, but you are probably like, it comes fall and you're like, okay, this is my time to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to (laughs) thrive. Yes. What do you, yeah. What do you do when Zach's gone for that long? Like how do you fill your extra hours? I, so I love that you talked about the routine though, because that's exactly like what it is. Like just as normal people that don't have our dynamic, you know, you cook dinner with your husband or you get ready in the morning for work or walking the dog is after work is your, you know, alone time. Mm -hmm. We come up with a routine that works for us while he's on the road. So like we make sure that we text each other in the morning and we FaceTime or call at night. We can count on those two things and kind of everything in between is just, you know, as good as, you know, we'll take it. Um, But I, my, my career is so fulfilling in itself. And like, I don't have tons of extra time to like sit and wonder and like miss him and everything, you know, like (laughs) when I'm at the grocery store, I miss him because I, I love grocery shopping with him. Like the mundane little things. (laughs) You're like, Oh, I wish you were here for that. But we it send would be a lot more fun. Lot. Yeah. <laughs> we try to send a lot of pictures and stay, yeah. you know, as connected as we can. Yeah. Um, and I think that it just initially when we first started dating, having that distance and knowing, okay, this was just what it was. Yeah. You know? And some people, you know, I hear talk about, oh, I could never do that. Like when I tell them what Zach does, they're like, I couldn't, I could never be alone like that. But I love being alone. Yeah. I love my alone time because everything that I do outside of our relationship is fulfilling, you know, Mm -hmm. like we have such a wonderful relationship together. And then like as individuals, things are beautiful too. So like he gets to ride and do stuff with his friends and go all across the, you know, country and I'm helping people and care, you know, taking care of people. And we've got a dog and she has a lot of anxiety. Like she's on doggy Prozac. So she's a very anxious girl at baseline. (laughs) So um, when Zach is gone, there's definitely an adjustment period. And she's like, okay, mom's here for good. So I'm going to attach to you now. Um, But, you know, like Zach and I have a little bit of a adjustment period too. So the first week that he's gone is always really tough. Like going to bed alone, doing things, getting into my own routine again. And then the week that he comes home, it's weird (laughs) adjusting because I'm like, I've got the whole bed to myself. Yep. No more (laughs) starfishing. I've got my routine in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. You're just you're just furniture at this point. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, I think, I think that's so true. It's like, no matter how, how used to it you are, there is an adjustment period of like, okay, I was finally used to sleeping on my side of the bed for three months and now I can spread out right. and then vice versa having, Oh, okay. We, you know, maybe it's like, don't breathe picky. on me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, so you're talking a lot about how fulfilling work is. Tell me about what kind of got you into your nursing career. What is, what inspired you? I, yeah. When I was in high school, I um, did like a, a shadow with um, this emergency room doctor that used to live next door to us. Ooh. And so she was like, yeah, you're interested in this. Come on and come shadow. And the first thing that I saw was this woman like getting punctured with a meat thermometer and they're putting a chest tube in and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. (laughs) You know? So I was like drawn to it. Um, I have uh, my sister, she's a nurse as well. And I think that it really just is a calling like Mm. anything else. Like you just know what you're supposed to do. And I love being able to take care of people at their worst moments. I love just being able to connect and build rapport and, you know, see people, grow and develop and have all those beautiful success stories and also be there when it doesn't work out, you know? And, um, 
that's kind of how I got my start into nursing. And, um, you know, I worked like in nursing homes early on too. Mm. So I've seen kind of all aspects of everything. Now it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more routine, kind of the same thing. It's not as uh, adrenaline pumping, but (laughs) still good and fulfilling nonetheless. Yeah. It's not the insane emergency room. Well, and so tell me, tell me what, tell me about what you're focused on now with nursing. So I work at a family uh, practice office. We do a lot of um, LGBTQ plus uh, transgender care. So a lot of the people that we see and take care of are either starting their um, journey into gender affirming hormone therapy or already on it. Um, And that has been interesting and really rewarding for me as well. It was... um, a demographic of folks that I wasn't used to serving, yeah. you know, in the emergency room, it's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is kind of the same people and you get to see where they started kind of in the middle and then like blossoming into this beautiful person. And mm. so it's super like rewarding. I just, I love it so much. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, I think that, rewarding is a really good word because that type of journey for an individual to go on is really, really challenging for themselves, for their families and friends, right? Like it's, it's really all encompassing. And you have obviously like the political and societal commentary seems to be really, really spicy around all of this stuff right now, which, you know, makes it really scary for the patient, but also must make it a, like an even more I don't know if intense is the right word, but like intriguing work environment for you. And even more like a, we need this, like this is healthcare, you know, this should be healthcare and it should be accessible for everybody. Like we shouldn't have to, you know, have that called into question, you know? Um, But our, our office is amazing. We've got, you know, black lives matter signage. We've got like the pride flags, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a great environment. I love the people that I work with. It's nice um, coming from the ED. So like, it's a different level of busy, you Mm. know what I mean? So it's, um, it's been a nice adjustment, a nice uh, different change of pace. Yeah. Well, and so as I am someone from the like East coast, then moved to California, I, like will gladly speak on behalf of coastal liberal people, but like, what, what does that, what does that experience feel like in Kentucky, which, you know, is typically a red state. I don't know what Louisville, how Louisville tends to swing, but like, that's gotta be a particularly unique environment to show up to an office that has what I would call like every flag under the sun promoting human rights in an, in like a broader ecosystem that doesn't necessarily agree that all of those things are at the same level. It's been um, a hot topic, I guess, for a little while. And we've had to have like talks with, um, you know, like security and things like that. Like how can we protect ourselves? Mm -hmm. Because we are kind of, um, you know, the minority. And there are a lot of people that don't agree with the things that we do or promote or provide. Yeah. Um, and so it, one of those scary things is like, we've had to have active shooter training. So like yeah. you go through all these things of what happens in this type of situation and um, things like that. So it's, it seems unnecessary because like, like I said, this should just be accessible and okay for everybody, but it's not. So like it is needed, you know? Yeah. Um, Louisville is pretty blue and the area that we live in, the highlands here in Louisville, it's pretty diverse. And so it's a good, um, a good representation of kind of the culture of the city, this office. Oh, that's really nice. That's, I, that's, I mean, I do also think you hear a lot like, oh, these major cities are the blue spots in a like red place. But like, I think, even more as you hear that, you're kind of like, well, why do we all have to be like blue or red? Like it, we're just talking right. about the human experience and similar to how people are like, I could never do what you do with Zach traveling, you know, six right. months out of the year. No one's telling you that you have to marry someone who's gone for six months of the year. Right. So you stop telling people what to do with their like experience. <laughs> yeah. You do you and we'll do us and just know that we see you. We love you. We accept you. <laughs> 
we're here for you either way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. Like that is work that you can end up carrying home with you a lot. That can be really heavy some days, I'm sure. Like, do you yeah. find that it's hard to leave some of the heartache or, or even the elation behind at, at the quote unquote office? I think that where I'm at now, it's a little bit easier to separate. Um, but when I mm -hmm. was living in Alabama, I was working in the emergency department when COVID first started. And so that oh, was gosh. a super scary time for <laughs> healthcare workers and people all over. So we didn't know what it was. We yeah. didn't know how to protect ourselves. People were just getting intubated and put on ventilators. And, you know, there was so much uncertainty and um, yeah. the death was a lot. And I've, I've seen death yeah. before. And, um, but in this amount daily and hourly, it was just insane. And that really messed with me for a while. And so um, yeah. Zach saw that firsthand kind of how I just did not really handle anything. I would come home, shower, take all my clothes off, put them in the wash and then just, you know, go to bed, get up and do it again. Um, yeah, I have since been in, you know, trauma therapy and I'm able to talk about those experiences more, but yeah, during that time I was bringing it home. I would be angry and, you know, upset and couldn't voice what was really going on because I didn't know. And, you know, you're trying to compartmentalize and you may have just coded somebody and then you have to go next door and, and smile and be like, Oh, your results came back. They're great. <laughs> you know? So it's, hard yeah. being able to, you know, try to let that out at work, get that release and then have to put on, you know, a smiley face two minutes later. It was tough. Seriously. <laughs> that's, that's really tough. How do you like, what did, what were the types of things that Zach was able to do to support you either while he was there or while he was out traveling? Because um, I think being a frontline worker during the pandemic is like, the most scary, intense, like spot people were in during that time. Obviously for you, it was new territory, but also for Zach. And that must've been such a, such an interesting like development in terms of like how you two can show up for each other. Absolutely. Um, I think that the best thing that Zach and I are able to do is kind of ask, okay, in this situation, do you want comfort or do you want solution? So sometimes if mm, I just say mm -hmm. I want comfort, I just need to vent <laughs> and get everything out yeah. and let me word vomit for 10 minutes until I feel better. And Zach is yep. a great listener. And he, you know, no matter what, if I just needed to come home and cry, if I just needed to be held, if I just need a validating text message while he's on the road, yeah. you know, he shows up for me in that way and uh, yeah. forever grateful for that, you know, even just a reassuring text message, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like it's those little reminders that can mean the most out of everything. I, uh, you know, when someone's not there, but they're able to let you know that they're thinking of you, that just yeah. can really make the world of difference. And he is so great about that. Like, especially when we first started dating, he would leave like little notes and places for me to find, you know, because it was, it, it wasn't difficult him being gone, but it's like, Oh, we just started dating and you're gone for three months, you know? So like having those little reminders of, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, you make, you know, you make me smile, whatever it may be. <laughs> He does a really great job of making me feel special. And, you know, today is Valentine's Day. We're obviously not able to be together, but yeah. he sent me, you know, he Venmoed me and was like, here, get some dinner, you know, and, until I get to see oh, you, fun. send me a card, things like that. And I love words of affirmation. So even if he just sends me a nice message, I'm like, my day is made. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What were, do you feel like there were you know, communication challenges, or I'm, I'm always interested when people get together, it's like, you have this beautiful honeymoon period, and you're very excited. Right. And then like, at some point, you're like, you're annoying the shit out of me, because you keep doing X. <laughs> and like, how, especially with the kind of in person, then gone, then in person, then gone, how did you guys kind of figure out what communication habits worked really well for you and like how to argue or discuss things productively. Like how did you find the time to build those, I guess, relationship frameworks? 
I think it's just like trial and error, you know, like I, I, um, a lot of times we won't be able to pick up the phone and call each other, whether I'm working 12 hours, whether he's, you know, out riding or filming or doing shows or just driving from one Mm -hmm. place to the next, you know? And, um, so we, we do text quite a lot. And I think over time we've learned like what each other's texting like being able to convey that emotion through the text message, you know, yep. whereas before he would say, okay. And I'm like, why are you mad at me? Are you breaking, yeah. breaking up with me? <laughs> are you on? sending me a signal? But now here. that I know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we're able to like know those things. Um, but especially just, again, it comes back to like building that routine. So I know that we're going to FaceTime and call each other at night. It becomes difficult yeah. when there's different time zones involved, yeah. but we have always made it work somehow. And um, yeah. I'm just, one of the things that I love about Zach is that he is always willing to do whatever it takes for our relationship and our marriage and, you know, making things work and go easily. And so, you know, even if we just talk for a couple minutes at night, like even if the time zone is different, whatever, he still shows up in that way. And it's, it's important, you know, those things make a difference. Yeah, they totally do. Um, what do you, what do you and Zach do? Like, what are the things you guys like to do together? Like, how do you guys like to spend your time when you guys are home? Is it like, is it the mundane things of cooking dinner or do you guys have your own set of like (laughs) activities and hobbies? (laughs) I think that we're both like, um, we're kind of like a grandma and grandpa at times. We love quality time together. Yep. And I love being able to do mundane things around the house. So like yeah. we have a ramp in the backyard. And so being able to even just sit outside and watch him ride or like cut yeah. the grass and work on the yard together. Yep. Um, we love riding motorcycles and his oh, new fun. project is he just bought this Harley that he's chopping up to make a chopper. So that's the big summer project. What does that home. mean? So he bought, now I don't know the <laughs> lingo per se, but he bought a Harley, okay. some type of Harley, and he's cutting it up to make it like a chopper, like low ride style, tougher looking bike. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like where, <laughs> where you, I like where your handles are like really high up. Yeah. Like the, like the cool guy motorcycle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. A little DIY. So action. He's, he's so handy. Like there's literally nothing he can't do. Um, like I said, he built this ramp in our backyard and it's got an 11 foot quarter pipe, a five foot box jump, and then an Whoa. eight foot quarter pipe. He built that all. He's like, run electric and plumbing builds fence. Like, I'm just like, what can't you do? <laughs> you know, Mr. Yeah. Do it all. Wow. That's, that's nice yeah. to have. I have to imagine you never expected having like a bike ramp of sorts in your backyard. I can't say that was something that I ever like dreamt of, but once <laughs> I started dating Zach, it was like, yeah, this is going to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> yep. And even yep. like, picking where we bought our house had to do with the dimension of the backyard and making sure mm-hmm. we had the space to like fit it, you know? So we saw several houses that we loved, but the yardage just wasn't there. And so, you know, on to the next one. So when we found <laughs> this one, it all worked out, everything fit and, you know, <laughs> Wow. Okay. So do you guys host people like do Zach's buddies come over and ride the ramp? Do you have people riding in your yard a lot? (laughs) I wouldn't say it's like a daily occurrence, but there's a (laughs) handful of guys that like will come over and ride while Zach's gone, but they're all people that Zach, you know, knows well, not just like random people like, Hey, I saw your ramp on Instagram. Let me come ride. You know, I don't feel comfortable with that. (laughs) <laughs> but everybody yeah. wears helmets. There's a lot of um, yeah. local guys that come over. One of the guys watches our dog, like when I'm gone sometimes. Oh, yeah. So it's people that we know. Um, we have had like little jams. We had when we got married, we came back in town and had like a big cookout. And so Fine. there was like 35, 50 people here. Not everybody was riding, but yeah. a large majority was. 
um, sometimes when the guys come through, like when they're on tour, if they're passing from one city to the other, yeah. like they'll try and stop by that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it, it was his brainchild and he has wanted that forever. He grew up with like a, a little ramp in his backyard at his parents' house. So like, he always knew that this is what he wanted. And yeah. I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and still have a little yard space for other activities. <laughs> a tiny little sliver that's dedicated to me. And, you know, he's like, what do you want to do with it? I'm like, I want a hot tub. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good choice. Will that ever happen? You know, I don't know, but I can dream. Here's hoping. Exactly. <laughs> Wow. Okay. And so do you ever, do you ever go watch Zach's shows? I do when, when I'm able to. Okay. So, um, like I said, when I did that yoga workshop in Nashville, I was able to go and watch their show that morning, then mm -hmm. go do my thing. Um, so I have seen it a few times. I went to Philadelphia for my birthday while he was on tour last year. Um, and got to see a show and yeah. my dad was able to go and see his show oh, too. He was just happened to be in town at the same time. So it worked out. Um, but I try, I try to, when I can, I love watching them. It's, yeah. It's a great message. The guys are all awesome. Um, and it's just really cool to see like everybody's reaction to it. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't able to see him compete like in the X games yeah. at that level, but it is neat to, be able to see him do what he loves and see other people like being so hype about it. You know, it, it's really cool. and rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's really, um, it's really inspiring to hear. Like, I don't know. I feel like riding BMX professionally was like never on like a list of things that I knew was an option for a career. Right. And then like, you know, Zach making it, getting bronze at X games, then Vert not being there anymore and him being able to like build that profession, build the the ramp in his backyard, like be able to piece it together is really, really cool for someone like me. Who's like, I wouldn't even like have known how to figure that all out and keep pursuing a passion like that. That's, it's just really inspiring, which must make it like, must, I would have to imagine it makes you feel like, Oh, well, I can do a lot more things like just oh, because yeah. like the way he goes after and tackles it and is like, of course this is going to work out. Like that must give you so much more confidence in like right. any new activity. In anything. You yeah. He is um, so inspiring and I truly, truly feel honored to be able to even like watch him do what he does, like just to be a part of it, you know, and we've talked about some people being like, Oh, I could never do that. I think it's an honor to be able to like, watch the person that I love dearly, living their dream yeah. and be a part of that, you know, that is so cool. And he's always encouraging and supportive, no matter what I do, whether that's teaching yoga, changing jobs, yep. you know, moving wherever I go or trying something on the ramp. Like he's always there holding my hand, encouraging me. And he's the number one hype man. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I think like, I think there's um, such, a, such an interesting thing about relationships where like there's this period for, I don't know, your adolescence and maybe even your early twenties where you're like, you don't want to be too hyped about your significant other for some reason. And then like you get married and you're like, obviously marrying this person because you're obsessed with them. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Like, I think this person's epic. I think what they're doing is epic. Like yeah. we should just, we should be it, like shouting it from the rooftops. And I, I think that's a really cool part about becoming an adult is realizing like, okay, we can it's be, okay. yeah, it's okay to be authentically excited about, everything. <laughs> exactly. And I like, I am so happy with everything that he does. He makes me, you know, excited. I love, like we talked about, you know, just being a part of it, just seeing yeah. the excitement and the joy that he brings to other people and to himself, you know, like he is a working class pro through and through and like still manages to find the joy in it. It's, yeah such an amazing experience that's such an amazing person to get to go through life with <laughs> like, it, it really is i i tell him all the time i'm like you are the coolest i don't know why you're with you're like, this weird old like punk rocker nurse like and he's like you're way out of my league i could never and i'm like 
girl, I don't know what it's you're looking best, at, but I, you know, it's best case scenario when you both think you're out of each other's league. Cause then yeah. you're like, all right, maybe we're right. Maybe we're right. A win is a win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he oh. is. I think he's the coolest and everything he does. I'm just like, Oh, oh my gosh. Is there anything you can't do? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so where where can we follow along with what Zach is doing, either with the ASA or I don't I, I assume you call it the ASA, but now I'm not remembering how you said it, but <laughs> with the ASA or like ASA, his own projects on the side, where can we yeah. follow along with what he's doing? He um, has Instagram and it's just, you know, <laughs> Zach full face. Okay. Um, that's probably the main thing he does well he's on the road it's it's all things like bmx and the shows and like whatever clips they get in the meantime um but then when he's home like he posts his repairs that he does or like his demos and things like that like with the motorcycles so that's i think the best place um asa has a page too it's called the no hate tour Mm. um and they post like their shows and clips so they've got an east coast team and a west coast team and so both um, will post stuff on there, but yeah. Hmm. All right. I'll, Social I'll, media. I was going to, yeah. <laughs> I'll add the links in the yes. podcast description. And then what I would love to hear, and if you don't have one, that's okay. But like, what recommendation do you have for people, whether it's literature to read, YouTube videos or something, anything to kind of learn more about the work that you're doing in terms of providing healthcare for children going through transgender medication procedures, all of the above. I did not say that eloquently. There's, (laughs) um, there's a lot of great resources and you asked me too quickly. Now I'm having like a brain fart. Um, (laughs) um, But there's a lot of stuff. I know that there's Facebook groups that people are a part of Mm. and probably with each city. Like I know that Louisville has its own, um, kind of groups and uh, really just Googling and like a lot of self like, you know, exploration on your own. Yeah. I can't think of the top of my head. Oh my gosh, um, don't worry. But they're I out Put there, you on the spot. You know? It's funny when <laughs> yeah. you're like, you're like, I spend at least 40 hours a week doing this and you've asked me right now <laughs> and it's, it's not coming to me. I forget everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do I do? Who am I? <laughs> well, but I think that's a good answer is like, there is a ton of, there are a ton of resources out there if you want to learn more. And like, I think the most important thing about being an ally or just a human on this planet is educate yourself. Go out and find and resources. Yeah. Don't be afraid to start. Like everybody has to start somewhere, whether that's like an extreme sport or trying to be an ally. Like we all were beginners at some point. And, you know, that's huge because it's okay to fall and like make mistakes. The point is to get up and keep trying. And, you know, I think that that transcends extreme sports and professional athletes and all aspects of life, really, you know. Totally. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Lally. We've all got to start somewhere, you know? Yes. <laughs> all right. Lally, thank you so much. This was super thank fun. Thank you. I had such a blast. I love it. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you would share it with friends and family and anyone else you know who might enjoy it. To help me continue to get better at this and get some more awesome guests, rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you're listening is hugely helpful. If you have thoughts, reasonable feedback, and or guest recommendations, you can contact me via email at hello at emilyheron.com. That's hello at E-M-I-L-Y-H-E-R-R-O-N dot com. See you next week.